as we continue to, to journey through Lent and as we've been approaching it as a parish family and a community of going through a spiritual detox, a reboot, a reset to the system, right, with, with making room in our lives for the good stuff. And a common occurrence in the detox process, right, if you think of, you think of somebody detoxing from drugs or detoxing from alcohol or even the cheap dopamine that we put up on, on the board, it's, it's not uncommon to relapse, right? It can even turn into a repeated pattern of failure. And in the spiritual life, what happens is a lot of times we get stuck in a cycle, like a, a cycle of relapse where there's good intentions, fail, and guilt. Good intentions, fail, guilt, and it's, it's just re, on repeat cycle. And what that leads to is, 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 a, is like a perpetual, a perpetual spot of being discouraged, a helplessness even, a hopelessness. And this beautiful gospel that we just, Deacon Mike just proclaimed, it, it speaks into breaking the areas in our lives where we habitually stumble. Anger, envy, lust, gossip, whatever it is, whatever that spot is where we habitually stumble, this gospel speaks into it. And how to, how, how, like what happens, what the Lord wants to do, what we see is relapsing at the well, getting to the bottom, and nuptial love. And so first, relapsing to the well, this interaction between Jesus and, and, and this woman, it's triply unusual in the fact that she's a woman, she's a Samaritan, and she's all by herself. And with those three things, that triple combination, when Jesus, who's a man and who's a Jew, this interaction between the, between the two of them, extremely unusual. And the Samaritan woman who's experiencing so much shame, we realize in the conversation it's because she's had five husbands and the man that she's with now is not her husband. And so she comes in the middle of the day to a well. And the well, as St. Augustine and a number of church fathers pointed out, they say that it represents disordered desire or concupiscence. And that is just, what that is, is just, that's us turning to things that we think will satisfy me. And maybe it satisfies for a little bit in the moment, but it leads to us returning back again and again and again. And the woman is going to this well. Her going to this well every day represents the thing that she turns to, the thing that she turns to, hoping that it will satisfy going to the well, but it doesn't. What it's become, it's become a cycle for her. It's become her relapse cycle. I'm going to the well. And what it does, it leads to the shame and the guilt that she's bringing there, the, same, the shame and the guilt that she has at home that she's hoping going to the well will satisfy. The shame and the guilt only goes deeper. Every time she goes to the well, she's reminded it doesn't satisfy and it goes deeper, the shame and the guilt and the helplessness and the discouragement goes deeper and deeper. And so Jesus, as this is unfolding, part of the conversation in verse 13, he's noticing this, he's noticing the pattern, he's noticing the repeat cycle, the repeat pattern of failure. And he says, he addresses it. You come here every day, he says. You drink and you get thirsty again, but the water I will give you, you'll never thirst again. It will be water bubbling up to eternal life. What Jesus is doing is he shifts the conversation now 
what he's doing is he's, be, he's beginning to show her that her endless cycle, it's him. It's, it, it's him that her desires ultimately long for. There's a quote from G.K. Chesterton that beautifully sums this reality up. G.K. Chesterton says, every man that knocks on the door of a brothel is looking for God. Every man that knocks on the door of a brothel is seeking God. And you're like, a man that knocks on the door of a brothel, the last thing in the world he's doing is seeking God. He's seeking the pleasures that have come about from, from, from being at a brothel. The man that knocks on the door of a brothel is seeking God. Because at the, deep, the, the deepest part of his heart, at his core, what he wants is to be brought out of a spot of isolation and into communion. The man that knocks on the door of a brothel is ultimately looking for love. He's ultimately looking for a deep intimacy. He's looking for God. G.K. Jesterton is exactly right. And that's the exact thing that's happening with this woman at the well. And it's the exact thing that happens in you and me every time we sin. It's especially re re reveals itself in repeated patterns of sin. It's exactly what G.K. Chesterton said. We're looking for God. We're looking for love. We're looking for intimacy. And so the question for us to ask ourselves this, this week, I think, is this. What is the area of my life where I find that there's a repetitive pat pattern of sin? We all have them. What's the, what's the part of my life where there's a negative pattern of thinking even or a negative pattern of even relating to another? That's our well. That's the thing we turn to to try to fill, to try to satisfy. It turns into this, to this cycle. It's the area in our life that's crying out for attention. And even though it's crying out for attention in every one of us, it's easy not to turn to it. It's easier just to manage it. We enter into this time, we're really good. We'd love to enter into just sin management. And what, and what that is, is just like, you just get used to it. I'm an angry person. I gossip. I lust. And so we enter in this time of managing the repeated failures in our life. We just, we, we manage the cycle. We manage the relapse. And managing sin never works. It never leads to things improving. It eventually always leads to the relapse. And Jesus is not interested in us managing sin. He did not come for us to stay and manage sin. Jesus came and he's interested in getting to the bottom of things, which is our second point, because that's the next spot that Jesus goes here in this conversation. You took, it's seemingly a, a throwaway line at the very beginning of the gospel. It, the text says in verse six, Jesus tired from his journey, sat down there at the well, period. It was about noon, period. What do we know about the sun at noon? It casts a very little shadow, if any shadow at all. So now you bring in a well, bring the well into the picture with the sun that's at noon. It means that it shows a light all the way down to the bottom and illuminates, it exposes what's on the bottom of the well. And that's where Jesus goes with this woman. In his beautiful conversation with it, as it unfolds, is he's gently leading the woman to the depths of her soul. 
he's gently leading the woman to, to the depths of what her desires are. The thirst, talking about the water and the thirst. And then the next thing in verse 16, he gets right to the point. He goes right to the jugular. It's, a, it's an odd shift and change in the conversation. He just says, go get your husband and come back. He goes right to the jugular. He goes right to the bottom of things. He goes right to the place that's crying out for attention. He goes right to the, to the, to the root that's the cause of the pattern of the sin, of the cycle, of the repeated failure. That's where he goes. That's what he's interested in. Far too often, we spend time focusing on the, the behavior or our actions. Again, whether that be gossip, impatience, lust, whatever, we spend far too much time dwelling and thinking about the behavior and the action rather than the motivation that's behind the behavior and the action. Another way to say it is like, like looking at the bad fruit on the tree. And you, you, it's like, okay, I, I picked the fruit, I picked the bad fruit off. Well, what happens? Another bad fruit grows until I look at what's the root of the problem. Because what's at the root, it's only going to continue to produce the bad fruit. We've got to come to the reality that there are reasons why we do what we do. Whatever you are doing, it's not arbitrary. It's not random. There are good reasons why you do what you do, and there are good reasons why I do what I do. And we can manage, we can manage the behavior, we can manage the sin all day long, but we won't get to the bottom of the well. We won't get to the roots. And that's where Jesus wants to go. Okay, he wants to go there, then what? What's he want to do? Our third point. What he wants to do is nuptial love. You look in the Old Testament, throughout the entire Old Testament, the wells in the Old Testament, when there's a well and there's a man at the well and a woman comes along, there's always a wedding soon after. Jacob met his wife, Rachel, at a well. Moses was at the well. Zipporah comes along. They meet at the well. There's a wedding. Jesus, throughout all the scriptures, the prophets foretold that Jesus is the bridegroom. Who's the bride? The church is. What does that mean? You're the bride. I'm the bride. And you're like, well, that, that's kind of weird, especially for us men. You're like, I'm the bride, the bridegroom. Like, what do you, what do you, what, it's kind of weird. I don't want to go. What's marriage? Marriage is the prime metaphor for intimacy. Marriage is the prime metaphor for deep, intimate sharing of life and love. And that kind of love is the love that goes all the way to the bottom. That's the kind of love, that nuptial love. That's the kind of love that heals. That's the nuptial love is the love that satisfies, that ultimately satisfies. And the result of the bridegroom's nuptial love, it always, this is the result of what love, the result of love always is, it's joy, it's hope. And that's what we see in this last part of the gospel, closing with the fact that in verse 29, the woman's running away 
and she's running with, with joy and she's screaming out to people, come meet the man who told me everything that I have ever done. And you're like, well, why would there be joy from that? Like, I don't want anybody, I don't want somebody to tell me everything that I've ever done. The reason why there's joy and there's hope in her saying that is because she's been bearing things so far down on the bottom of the well that's led for so much shame, that's led to the repeated pattern of sin and the, the relapse and the cycle. And Jesus, the bridegroom, with his nuptial love, goes straight to that spot. And she's experienced the encounter of him going straight to that spot. He goes right to that spot to expose, to illuminate. And it's not exposing like, hey, I know what you did six years ago on that night, that first year out of high school. That's not the kind of exposing he does. The kind of exposing he does is with nuptial love and says, I see your sin. I see your pain. And I love you there. And I want to heal there so that the repeated cycle and relapse and pattern of repeated failure stops. And my love, my nuptial love, is the only thing that will do it and heal it. And so for us to allow Jesus, for, all, for you to allow Jesus, for me to allow Jesus to meet you at your well this week, whatever, whatever that well is, whatever the repeated failure is, Jesus goes right to it. He goes right there to the place of counter, the bottom of the well. This week, it's 12 noon. It's 12 noon this week for us. The sun is straight up. It's straight up over that well to let him go now and to shine and expose all the way to the bottom so that he can give his nuptial love to heal and break the endless cycle of relapse.